so we have a project. We have a project. We call it OM Champion Project. Hello and welcome to the Marseille View. I am Stefan. I'm pleased to bring to you a special episode today with our new coach, Hockey Sampaoli, now confirmed. We wanted to make some special content and speak to someone who can tell us a bit more about our new manager. The Marseille View's Jeremy was assigned to the mission and spoke to Nico Foray, who is a commentator, journalist and translator, a bit of a jack-of-all-trades working in football and who's covered French, Spanish and South American football in his work, and also a Sampali fan. Some of you might know him best as one of Marcelo Bielsa's interpreters during his time at OM. Anyway, Nico was kind enough to share with us what he knows about the new gaffer and what to expect. I hope you enjoy the lesson. Hi, Nicolas. Thank you so much for taking the time to be with us uh, at Marseille View to talk about, obviously, what everyone's talking about right now in Marseille, uh, the arrival of Jorge Sampaoli. Uh, good evening or, or good morning where you are. Nicolas, how are you? Hello, yeah, good morning in Madrid. Um, thank you guys, I'm very good. Uh, yeah, so let's uh, talk about this amazing guy, Jorge Sampaoli. If, if you don't mind, and for our listeners, I mean, obviously, uh, we, we talk a little bit um, of, uh, and, and I know of you and who you are. C- could you please introduce yourself? Uh, you know, when did you uh, be- become an OM fan? It's not a secret. You like Marseille. Uh, and, and, you know, how did you get so close to, to this club as well? Yeah, so, well, my, my, my father uh, was born in the south of France. Uh, so, yeah, from a very young age, uh, we had uh, Marseille at home. Um, and, yeah, very quick, I became a Marseille fan. Of, I don't really remember the 93 uh, because I was <laughs> I was young, but I, I have a lot of memories um, about Marseille. But, yeah, since my very young age, I was a Marseille fan. Also, I liked uh, ISCAN, which was a, a great uh-huh. team at the time with Miku and Patrick Vieira, very young Patrick Vieira. Sure. Uh, but yeah, mostly Marseille. And, and since then, I mean, it, it just, yeah, it's with me all the time. Uh, uh, so it's and, become a, because of my father, actually. But it's a good thing, very good thing. It's always so the family, isn't it? Marseille yeah. fans. Uh, yeah. and, and obviously, you got really close uh, to OM because the, the dream of, of more than one of us, you ended up working uh, very close to, to Bielsa, Marcelo Bielsa, beat for a short time. Can you, can you tell us about that? Yes. So um, in 2015, uh, Bielsa was about to start his second uh, season with Marseille. So um, they asked me if I could come there and work as an interpreter for him. Um, and obviously, you all know. Oh, I, I think everybody know what happened. Um, so I did two uh, press conferences with him. The the one before uh, OM Caen was at Marseille, and uh, the one after the game we lost one nil. Um, and then after the game, he said um, leaving. So yeah, that was me. Uh, so it was my first uh, actual 
job as an interpreter for a coach uh, for press conferences. Uh, so very good first one, a very strong one, you know, to to know a lot about the job. Um, but yeah, it was it was great. I mean, it was it's great memories as well. Even though it was my birthday and uh, he left, so uh, but so since good. yeah, I mean, there's always good memories for Bielsa and and, and this uh, the first year and and then even that day was great. Uh, and all I guess so you only work closely to to Marcelo Bielsa for, for a few days then um, yet uh, you've just released a book about him uh, we're, tra we're translating um, so yeah so the book uh, we're translating now with Lucarno Pose which is uh, an amazing website if you follow uh, not only South American football but you know the all the other football let's say uh, they talk about Uh, I mean, not Premier League, uh, Liga, but all the rest, and they do an amazing job as well. Um, so, yeah, we just, um, there's a book from Eduardo Rojas, uh, was a guy who worked at the Chilean Federation football in, in the year when Bielsa was there. So he worked closely with Bielsa, and uh, he released a book about only you know all conferences bielsa gave um a lot of tactics as well it's, it's really a really good book and we have the rights so we we bought the rights lucarno pose bought the rights for for the translation in french uh, that's a project we wanted to do uh, already in 2015 when we were there in, in chile and uh, so five years after we finally can can translate the book we still working on it at the moment hopefully it will be in summer this year we can we're going to release it in in french Anybody who's, who's French and listening to us, I'm sure, would be looking forward to uh, to reading uh, that book. Well, speaking of the of the Chilean uh, people and and of another Argentinian, the one that interests us right now, uh, let's go straight into Jorge Sampaoli. Uh, yeah. I, I guess first off, can you tell us about how much you know about Sampaoli and and when did you see him uh, coaching? Well, I, I won't say I'm an expert because I don't think <laughs> anybody can call himself an expert. But um, I followed him since 2011 mm -hmm. uh, with Universidad de Chile. Um, I was working at the time in London as a commentator, football commentator for Watch and Bet uh, websites, and um, and we we were you know commentating on Chilean league, um, Sudamericana, and Libertadores. And and one day I I had to do Universidad de Chile. I think it was in a Sudamericana game. Um, and since then, I just, you know, I fall, I fell in love with him, and, and I was just like, wow, it's amazing. It was all the time, you know, so attacking all the time, crazy games, a lot of goals, a lot of um, chances everywhere. Um, and then I decided to to follow a bit more. Uh, so I was at home at two or three in the morning in London watching Chilean football. Uh, that was almost during a year. Uh, after that, obviously, uh, he went to. Um, to Chile, to the the Chilean um, team, yeah, for the Copa America, and uh, we went there with Lucarno Pose and also Bastian Pupa from La Grinta. We went to Chile. Um, we followed all the Copa America with Lucarno Pose. So yeah, we watch almost. I think we watch all Chile, the Chile's game, every every Chile game. I think. Um, so yeah, uh, after that I went to Seville, great as well. I followed him a lot. Uh, just maybe in Brazil I haven't, uh, well because I'm I'm a father now, so it's two years I have a daughter, <laughs> two years old, so I can't stay at two, three, or one in the morning watching football. Uh, it's not possible anymore. Uh, but yeah, I followed him pretty much for six, 
yeah, maybe five, six years straight. Um, and yeah, except for the Brazil uh, league, I've been following since then. So you're saying that you were impressed when you first see him uh, with Laude Chile. Um, and yeah. then, you know, he had, he had an amazing year uh, over there, obviously. And then you've seen him live in uh, with the national team and then with at Sevilla. Uh, what did you think of him uh, with, with Chile and with um, Sevilla, of his methods and his tactics? Well, um, um, for Chile, a lot of people say, and, and they're right, um, he, he also had, mm, you know, the privilege of following a bit of Bielsa's work. Uh, but he did some of his own stuff as well. We, we'll probably uh, talk about this later, but he's, um, he adapts a lot more of the game than, than Bielsa. You know, he can react better during the game, I think. Uh, but, but he did a very good job with Chile. It was a great attacking team as well. It was a tough Copa America because, you you know, on your soil, you need to obviously um, deliver because everybody is waiting for that. The, the country was absolutely crazy. Um, every, every After every win, the, 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 you know, the streets were just with a lot of people. It was amazing. Um, on the pitch, he was very good as well. He, he, he did a very good, I think, very good tactics with the starting with three uh, at back. And, you know, um, even he brought some of his players from, you know, um, Universidad de Chile, I would say Eduardo Vargas, Mena, I think, was there as well. Uh, Aranguiz, uh, some great players. He had an amazing team and, and they won, I won't say easily, but they were the best team of the of the competition for sure. And he was the best coach. And uh, after in Sevilla, uh, it, well, it started very well. Uh, he had the first six months, amazing six months. He, he beat some, beat Real Madrid, Atletico Madrid, I think. Um, but then he had this thing. Uh, Argentina called him. Uh, they wanted him to be the 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 national coach, and he just lost. I think he lost his mind there uh, because he was his his dream. I mean, it was his dream. Every mm-hmm. uh, every Argentinian coach wants that. And and there's a lot of of documentaries about him. Uh, some of former players of him and friends. They just say it's. I mean, it, from day one, uh, he always said, "My goal is to be um, a coach of Argentina." Um, he, he arrived there, uh, so in Sevilla, he just he lost a bit of his path, you know. He just um, after I think it was after uh, a loss against Leicester City in the Europa League. Um, yeah, they just went down. Uh, it was very bad there. Um, but even though they finished with the second highest number of points of Sevilla history at the time, mm-hmm. so in the first six months they finished. You know the um, when the first break in December they have the mm-hmm. best uh, tally of points in, of Sevilla in the history. But at the end, they finished with the second. So people say, ah, he failed in Sevilla. Oh, he didn't. It's just, uh, it, was, it was, he did better than the coach before. Um, um, you know, it's, it's, it's been, it's been, uh, well, he's done everything, everywhere. It's just, he arrived and he, he takes the team, he takes the team and bring the, the team uh, better than the, the year before. So what he does, he did it with Santos. Uh, he did it with uh, Atletico Mineiro as well. Mm-hmm. He did it with Sevilla. So that's not a failure, you know. In, in Sevilla, because everyone talks about Sevilla as 
what you just said, the, the six months where it was amazing. And yeah. uh, and my, my memory is, I think, one game that I watched where I started with like a, a 3 7 0 uh, tactics and then turned into 3 6 1, 3 5 2, 3 4 3 uh, during yeah. the game. Um, uh, but then the second four months were a little bit less good and there was a bit of story with um, like um, getting obsessed with playing Vieto. Uh, when Benyeda was so good, etc. But I think what I think a few people say and what you just said, while he was in Sevilla, he was offered the opportunity to go and, and um, coach Argentina. So he knew at the time that he was in Spain that he would end up being in Argentina at the end of the year. Yeah, well, exactly. So, I mean, it was it's just like they called him and say, listen, we want you. They say, OK, I'll just I'll leave everything, you know. Um, I mean, he makes some mistakes. He made some mistakes as well. That's that's for sure, as you said about Vieto and and the the fact that when Argentina called you, you just you know, no, he didn't. I mean, he didn't stop training, of of course, but he lost a bit of his path. And 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 then you have to understand that during six, seven, eight months, you're taking a team, you know, I mean, to the top, uh, physically, mentally. So when something changes or, or something is not good that can destroy the team as well i mean we mm-hmm. saw it with bielsa in, in marseille so they had mm-hmm. six amazing months and then they just they, they couldn't some of the players couldn't uh follow and then it's that that's when you have troubles that's when you struggles and that's when you need uh to count on your leaders um and yeah maybe in sevilla he did some you know vieto thing and that didn't went very well and some of the players say okay listen if you're thinking about argentina you know we just tire it so i think yeah there was a little bit of both uh probably mistakes from san paoli and and obviously the 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 tiredness of of uh some players and and some of the choices of the coach and the mix with argentina um and the first european uh opportunity for him you know because Mm -hmm. it's it's different. Some people think, yeah, but you know, in, in South America, it did well, but that's South America. Well, yeah, you don't know. It's South America, it's, it's exactly the same. I mean, I'm talking about the level. Uh, if you win in South America, that don't doesn't mean you in Europe you're you know from your middle coach. No, if you win in South America, it means you're a good coach. Mm-hmm. Uh, we can see with Gallardo with River at the moment as yeah. well. So, you know, um, and Bert is first experience in Europe, and and you know, when he started putting an Argentinian striker. It was just oh, it's because he's Argentinian, and <laughs> yeah, there was a lot of yeah, there was a lot of things there because with Argentina he made a lot of mistakes as well. But he arrived in probably the worst uh, Argentina, mm-hmm. you know, Argentina. So nobody could do anything with that team. Um, but yeah, I think Sevilla people see it as a big European failure. I I, I don't agree with that. I think uh, he did a very good job, uh, but he finished really bad. So. You know, you you have to to see both sides. Um, he's a great coach, but he didn't do things well at the end. But still, he, he took the team to I think they finished fourth and with a very good tally of points. So um, I think he did well as well, and and that's good for 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 Marseille at the moment. So to talk, coming back to the present, I guess, um, what state of mind do you think uh, a coach as intense as Sam Paoli is? Would be, you know, the we we all we've all seen the last uh, two games uh, with Atletico Mineiro and and the red card. Uh, <laughs> yeah. you, do you think it's it's too much for somebody of his intensity to get straight into a role like Marseille? No, because I, I come back to what I just said. I mean, you know, this guy has a one in in Chile, so in Universidad de Chile, 
in Chile. So, I mean, yeah, Marseille is crazy. Marseille is Marseille. You know, it's, it's unique. Uh, but he knows that. He, he knows this mm-hmm. kind of atmosphere. He had, he, I mean, he lived, he lived with it. He, 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 he played in a regional league in, in Argentina. They were crazy there. And um, he has a really, really strong personality. So uh, all the former players or him or, or some friends say that uh, when he was a player, he, he was a nasty player. You know the, the kind of player that when the referee doesn't look, <laughs> I give you a, a little hit and 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 start a fight and uh, yeah they were all the time trying to you know they had to stop the fights every time that's what they say in the documentary uh, about him as well. Uh, so he's a really strong personality. Um, he will probably love Marseille because he's, uh, we, you know, in 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 the Marseille community we always say Marseille c'est un peu l'Argentine. You know, it's a bit yeah. Marseille, it's a little bit Argentina. You know, but that's true. That's this great, kind, yeah. at least with you know, at least with football, this this, I don't know, this style of of living football and and the passion and everything, mm-hmm. is is used to that. So I don't think it's, it's going to be a problem for him. Of course, he arrives probably at the worst moment because, I mean, it's a great coach and he can do some amazing stuff uh, with Marseille like Bielsa did. We're gonna probably gonna see amazing football, attacking football. Uh, but he arrives in Marseille when the things are not going well with the, the you know, the, the, the chairman and the president and all just the fans that are a bit uh, angry at the moment. So hopefully they probably, you know, get a bit of balance with everything and, and, and it can work um, really quick. But yeah, there's so much to, to see what's going to happen because even the team is, you don't know where the team is going. There's a lot of players out of contract. And... Do you think so you have think... much knowledge of, 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 the, of yeah. those players, you know, the, the one yeah. that we have and the out of contract? Do we think he's, he's the kind of coach who would have done like his, his homework quite steadily? Oh, he is. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He's, he's, a, he's a guy who's crazy for football. Uh, crazy winning, um, so it's, it's probably well. I believe he's been uh, working on the team for three weeks, uh, more or less. Um, I mean, because when they're starting talking about him, uh, you obviously, I mean, if you're a coach and someone contacts you, that, that, I mean, Marseille or not, any team, you start okay. Let me have a look, and 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 him is like is like Bielsa in that. Um, yeah, uh, I mean, he's probably watch like. I don't know, maybe 30 games already, and, and he has an idea of what he wants for sure. Um, but even though you know Marseille at the moment, we, in the last few weeks, we have we had injur- injuries, we had uh, suspensions, uh, you know. So yeah, this player does not and not playing at the level. So probably Tovin, some games he was on the bench. So I don't know how how he's gonna. I don't know what he can do with this team, but he probably knows. Every player, he knows probably that yeah, this uh, half of the team is on loan from other teams, and half of the team is out of contract. So, uh, but he, he's going to have to work with that. I don't think it's going to be it's going to be a problem for him. What do you think? He comes into a squad like Marseille and and sort of revolutionize the system and tell them that now they're going to play with only three defenders, and if Tova and Payet don't want to don't want to run, then they're going to have to not play. Or do you think he is more gentle in his approach and he's trying to get them all to believe in his uh, in his way of doing things, and he still plays that awful four three three? Well, uh, um, the um, in, in this case as well is it's. Uh, we can't really know, you know, why? Because uh, Sampaoli used to arrive at the beginning of the season. Mm-hmm. 
So he starts a new season, but now he arrives like it's like what 10, 11 uh, games left, I think. Mm-hmm. Uh, so you have, I mean, he's pro- he's working from the hotel at the moment for sure, uh, but but you won't have the time you you have when you arrive in summer and you have like a couple of months or even one month or one month and a half to work with the team uh, with only friendly games, you know. So that's different. I think when he arrived to Sevilla, he started the first game with a three-four-three. For me, that's his. Uh, preferred, you know, I mean, mm-hmm. I think uh, that's how he prefers to play with three uh, at the back, two uh, carrileros, you know, two uh, really mm-hmm. offensive uh, fullbacks. It probably can be, you know, um, um, Lirola is going to probably be a great player with him. Uh, we don't know about Nagatomo, but we'll see. Uh, maybe, <laughs> uh, yeah, maybe uh, as well. I mean, yeah, Nagatomo is a good, you know, technique to, for the center is, uh, is okay, you know, for the crosses. Mm-hmm. Um, so, if you maybe defensive, yeah, it's a bit worse defensively. But uh, if if you have three at the back, you can you know um, go a bit more up and, and attack a bit more, and that's that can be a good thing for Nagatomo because Amavi, we don't know what's going to happen yeah. with him. Uh, so yeah, I think he's going to start with his um, system because I mean obviously it's what he wants to see a bit, uh, how he wants to play. But I, I don't think we'll see the four three three. But as I said before, um, Sampaoli reacts a lot during games. I mean, he can adapt a lot to the situation that's different uh, from Bielsa. And Bielsa said it himself. You know, he said, Sampaoli is better than me because him, he can uh, change his ideas. I can't. I just, I'm, I will keep going with my ideas. But Sampaoli is not like this. He can, I mean, if I see that he's not working well, I remember a game against Osasuna with Sevilla. He started with three. They were losing 2 nil. And then he changes and, and go, go with 4-4-2. Um, and they won the game or they, they draw. Uh, I think they won the game uh, with uh, Ben Yedder and Jovetic uh, mm-hmm. up front. So, you know, he can change. Um, it will obviously depend on what he has at Marseille, how he, he sees the team at the moment. But he, he's probably going to start, I will say, if I, you know, if I have to say, I will say 3-4-3. Uh, but yeah, with Milik and probably uh, Tovan on one side and Luis Enrique maybe, and I don't know, mm-hmm. because Payet can be his Nasri, you know. Yeah, uh, Nasri was his amazing player. That's a, that's a bit also why um, Sevilla went down after because Nasri was suspended. I don't know if you remember because of yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. yeah. So you know he lost uh, a Nasri as well, and, and the Argentina. So yeah, there were a lot of. Of problems with Sevilla, so I think it's, it's going to start like this, and, and probably against Ren, we, we'll see it. If he if he starts with four four two or like four three three, or you know, if he keeps the the system AVB or Largue has, is because he, he just don't want to change anything at the moment because you know the, the middle of the season, uh, you, he's going to have what three days to prepare a game before Ren, and then yeah. you have another game three days after, you know. So you, you can't arrive and say, okay, now uh, tomorrow we're going to play like I want. Okay, yeah, but course. I mean, you arrived yesterday. So, uh, you know, so, but I, I think, yeah, the, the, the main system is probably going to be with three at the back. If, if not at the end of this season, it's going to be at the beginning of the, of the next one. Yeah, look, luckily defensively, Marseille hopefully has, is where they have the talent and not offensively. Yeah. Uh, we had a, a question from uh, Carlitos94 on Twitter who, who commented on yeah. the Marseille view. Uh, and he wanted to know if, if you would know how you would behave with 
uh, the important players that we have at the end of uh, their contract. So I don't know if you've seen that uh, in that in his only year in Sevilla uh, or, or when he was uh, back in South America. But, you know, the, the Tovan, the Amavi that haven't signed yet another contract, do you see them uh, playing them or do you see them benching, benching them? Because just what you just said, you know, he's clearly using those 11 games probably to build for next year. So does he does he play youngsters uh, from from our uh, academy instead of playing people that are about to leave the club? Well, again, uh, that's a big question mark because there's so much stuff in the middle. You know, for example, well, Amavi is injured at the moment. We don't know yeah. what, he's, what he has again. Uh, so I don't even know if he's going to play again this season or again with Marseille. Uh, but yeah, I think the the thing we have to understand as well is um, so a lot of people think San Paulo is this crazy guy that if you miss a pass, he's gonna you know hit you. Uh, now, I mean, he's a, he's a I, I won't say the opposite, but he's a coach who likes to um, you know to have the player in, in good, uh, good good disposition. You know, like players have to be happy. Um, but of course, if you work on the pitch, you can do whatever you want. If you don't work on the pitch, I don't care if you, I mean, if you're out of contract or if you're the star, or I will, I will tell you, and you know, we'll have to to talk about this. And if not, you'll go on the bench. Um, it's not this crazy coach that uh, you you seen in the last two game, or the last game of Mineiro. Uh, you know, yeah, I think that's uh, because it was the end of the season and he just let everything go. You know, uh, he knew he was going to Marseille, so he was just like, man, I can't anymore. Uh, but but. Is is um, the problem is we have to see what Longoria wants uh, because mm-hmm. we don't you know this uh, I think was yesterday or today yesterday we had an, an info from Lekip uh, a news from Lekip saying that uh, uh, Longoria doesn't want to have Mandanda or Payet uh, mm-hmm. for next uh, you know for next season he wants to sell them. Uh, Paulo won't arrive at Marseille and say, okay, Pablo, I'm the boss. No, he's going to say, okay, Pablo, you're the boss. What do you want to do? And we have to obviously work together. It's not like Bielsa in this, you know, um, this is the least the player I want. And if not, I'm going to go uh, tomorrow on, on press and say, maybe he'll do it in, in six months if something big happens. But because um, he has a reputation not... from for asking for players. Like I think in, in Sevilla, he recruited yeah. 13 well, players I mean, in but... Atletico Mineo. Nine you know, every coach does that. That's yeah. the thing that everybody thinks that, oh, San Paolo yeah, is going to come and say, I want this. I mean, an AVB, uh, you know, Villas yeah. Boas came and said, I want this player. I, was in, I want this player. And it, Rudy Garcia went and, you know, Rudy Garcia went and, 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 and said, um, I want, um, I don't know if it was Duye or, or I want Certic. So, mm-hmm. I mean, that's uh, that's how it works. That's In football, it's like this. So if you're a coach and you say, okay, give me whatever you want. And I would, no, I mean, you're not a good coach. Obviously, a coach will say, I would like a player this um, like this, even if it's not him, I don't know, I won't say a name, but if he's not this player, I want to play this style of play because it's what I, what I need, uh, you know, for my my style of play. So obviously he's going to come and say, I would like this guy, this guy. But if it's, if it's in Marseille now, he knows that the situation economically is not good. So he knows he probably have to do without some key players. I won't say hopefully not Camara because mm. it's just amazing and it probably can be Great with San Paulo, even though I think he's going to play in the back. Uh, but I think it's going to be an amazing player. But he knows. I mean, Longoria didn't say, "Oh, San Paulo, come to Marseille, I'll give you five hundred million." No, <laughs> you know, he probably said, "Listen, yeah, the situation is not very good, but we are trying to build a project. I don't know which project this is. I have no idea what they want to do, but 
San Paoli clearly knows, um, and he was probably asked for some players. Uh, they're probably gonna have to sell some players this this summer as well. So it's so difficult to 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 re answer the question from Carlitos ninety four. You know, because um, if if Tovin plays like he did against Lille, <laughs> he will be on the bench, you know, because it's or against Lille or against, I don't know, let's say like uh, nine games. out of the 10 last games, you know, because um, he's a good player, but he's, he's not there at the moment. You know, he's probably thinking, I don't know. But if you don't want to sign a new contract and you're not playing well on the pitch or at least running and, you know, make efforts or whatever, you won't play. Um, that's that's as simple as that. But that's the same for, for everybody. Plus, he will arrive and they will have to run a lot. So these players that with, I think, at least this season with AVB and Larguet, they haven't done much physical um, physical work, obviously and probably because of the COVID as well. You know, it was a strange season mm -hmm. last season, a strange uh, preparation for everyone. Uh, but this Ansampaoli will come and say, okay, now I want you to run, run, run. And, and after two games, maybe we have one, two or three players that will be too tired or... You know, it's what happened with Bielsa. Some players complained mm -hmm. about that. So, yeah, I don't know. I'm sorry, I can't really say, but I think it's, <laughs> it will. It will need them to, to you know, run and and do the make a lot of efforts. And if you if you play, I mean, if you do it, if you give everything you have on the pitch, you will play. Don't care if you Dieng or Tovin or Payet. So yeah, and I guess yeah. It's a, it goes both ways as well. If if Tovin wants a contract somewhere good or or if he wants to be seen, he's going to have to play well. And if yeah. Marseille wants Tovin to resign with them, they're going to have to play him to show that they trust him. So it's uh, yeah. it's always a, a yeah, it's not easy. Not it's easy. It's a complicated matter for sure. Yeah, uh, and, and you don't you you don't have the. I mean, the, the new coach uh, who arrived yesterday won't change everything. You know, it's just the new coach will arrive and will ha he will have a couple of months of you know watching and see what's going on here and there. Uh, speaking with Pablo, if Pablo say, listen, Tovan, we, we want him to go to go next season, uh, Payet as well. So just so you know, or maybe then he will say, okay, well, I will try to uh, to put him on on the bench and and uh, I mean on the. Um, on the pitch, and if it is not, if he perform well, well, I mean, he can't play. I don't care. But if you don't, maybe you're thinking about Milan or whatever. Okay, well, you can go. I mean, or you'll be on the bench. So, yeah, it's so difficult. But I think Pablo is the, he will still the boss, and and San Paoli will at the beginning at least uh, listen to him uh, because he won't arrive tomorrow and say, okay, Pablo, I'm not happy. I'll, I'll go. No, I uh, would say wait a few months and, and see what's going on. Very interesting. Uh, I'm conscious about the time that I'm that I'm taking from you, uh, Nikos. I'm just going to ask you, I guess, one last question. Um, yeah. Do Do you see this as a as a big advantage? I, I sort of think it's a big advantage that is coming at the end of a season where he still has ten games to understand what's going on in France, see the team that he has. Do you see that as a big advantage for next season for Marseille that he's going to have this extra time to sort of understand how teams are playing in France? to have a very, very strong season next season rather than arriving in July or August? Well, I think it's, it's an advantage, yeah, as you said. He can, he, can, he can work a bit, start slowly, you know, uh, and, and with competitive games because he's, that's what he loves. Mm -hmm. I mean, he's, uh, he wants to win. So I've seen people saying, well, he's probably going to think about next season. I don't think so. I think he, he will want to win the 10 games, uh, remaining games. Obviously, maybe he won't be able to. Mm -hmm. uh, but that's what, that's what his goal is going to be, to finish fifth uh, this season and win everything he can, every, every match he can. Uh, but then he can, yeah, so like this, he will have like, 
two months to see a bit everything, two or three months, and um, you know know a bit more about the team. Work with Pablo Longoria, I think it's important as well. I think it's yeah, it's probably an advantage, but. You see, probably like me, that some some media already say, ah, he's a you know a crazy guy with tattoos, yeah, blah friends. blah blah. So if if you lo- if you lose like I don't know three games, they will probably say, oh, this guy is is rubbish. So he's gonna have to be strong with that. Well, I mean, it's, he is because as, as I said, he worked in Argentina and Chile, and they, you know he doesn't really like media as well. Um, like that is a bit like Bielsa in that uh, that area as well. You know, he's, he just think that media. Um, create um a lot of debate that people want you know so if he will probably he knows that and, and he won't be affected by um some criticism after one month and a half but uh, i think it's good that he is now is here now plus i really think it's good that larguet will not uh, be here he's a good i think he's a really good great uh, professional larguet he's a great guy seems uh Probably very good at his job with the academy, mm-hmm. but as as a coach, is 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 just gonna leave the players do what they want, and it's not gonna be you know it wouldn't be good for the rest of the season plus the next one. So it's good San Paulo right now and say okay, you're gonna have to two months to impress me, and and, and we'll see where we go where, where we go from there. You know, I think it's yeah, I think it's a good thing. Hopefully, if they need <laughs> we, the, we can't know. If they need an interpreter, do they still have your number? Uh, they have, yeah, they have. Uh, at the moment, I, I don't know anything about that, but they have. I know he has a, a, an Argentinian player, D'Amico, who was a, a mess player. He's, oh, yeah, he's going to, yeah. So he's going to go with him uh, at least, you know, because it's very important during trainings and, and in the dressing room that someone, uh, you know, um, translate and interpret what he, he wants to say. It's very important. We saw that with Bielsa uh, because we lost so much stuff with Bielsa. Uh, but I don't know if he's going to do the press conferences. Uh, uh, if not, they must say they have my contacts, no problem. But obviously, <laughs> living in Madrid and with the COVID restrictions, is not not easy at all. Nico, thank you so much for your time. Really appreciate thank you. you taking the time to uh, to give us this this interview. Uh, anything else that you you want to say before we we let you go? Anything that you need to uh, uh, to tell our our supporters, our fans? Well, I'll say Aleluem, of course, and uh, yeah, hopefully we, we're going to have a, a great end. I mean, maybe not these two months. I think we can see, we will be able to see something uh, really quick uh, from him. So take, have a bit of pleasure again, even though with this, um, you know, the, the stadium with no no uh, supporters and no fans is a bit uh, rubbish. But um, yeah, I think we're going to have a very nice next season. Uh, Bielsa style, I think. Um, so yeah, hopefully we can enjoy football again, and uh, San Paulo will be able to bring us that. Hopefully, we're all looking forward to it. Thank you very much again. Uh, Thank Nico. you guys. Anyone who wants to follow uh, Nico on Twitter, it's uh, Nico Mentator, if I'm not mistaken. Exactly. Uh, and uh, and he always has some very good information about Marseille, and, and he's a fan, so he's part of the, the family, of course. Uh, thanks, yeah. Nico. <laughs> Thank Enjoy you. Enjoy the rest of your day. Thank you again for your time. You too. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.